Welcome to Staying at Home with the Williamses and what may mark a slight shift as we're all gradually staying at home less. I'm Sarah Milliken and it's my duty to offer a warning to any sensitive ears listening in on this that Robbie and Ida Williams do swear a lot, always and forever. I would like to just discuss life after lockdown because I feel like that's what, what's happening. We're emerging like a butterfly from a cocoon, a very dark, shitty cocoon. There you go. You may like to start a swear jar and offer up the rich pickings to a charity of your choosing. And now we get to emerge. We might be forced into being moths now after butterflies are shoved back into that cocoon. But what do you think, Robbie Williams, life will look like after lockdown? We're on the precipice. Wow, I've got abundance waiting for me on the other side. Oh, I like that. That's a positive. Uh, And I'm very, very excited about all the opportunities out there for me at the minute because I do want to go and test out new lands. And those new lands happen to be America. Televisual. (laughs) No, a bit of there's a bit of America in there too. Yeah, there is a bit of America in there. There are hints, scraps, uh, pointers. Saying, come to America, Robbie, and do a TV show with us, which is nice. And I'm going... Thank you, Uncle Sam. Thank you. Thank you, America. You can wait for me, though. Oh, oh, putting America on pause. Hold on. Don't know, Mr. President, if I can talk to you right now. I'm kind of busy. Now, we had hints of this the last time we dropped round to their gaff. But it turns out one Mr. Robbie Williams is very serious about making that leap from music to TV. Well, I say leap. There's still a lot going on with his music, so no fear. But that Christmas TV special from 2019 appears to have planted a creative seed somewhere. That's not a rude thing. It just sounds like it. Seed. It's perfectly natural. So um, there are like several TV projects Mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. I've got going that I'm Mm -hmm. really, really excited about. But here's the rub, right? Tell me about the rub. Because of COVID, yeah. I've been able to hang out with you and the kids. Which has been awesome. And uh, in that time, I would have been to uh, several different places. Yeah, you've been in and out. And it would have taken me away for a, a couple of months. Yeah, because it's not just actually the, just the trip of the in and the out. It's also kind of like you being tired after you've done the gig and recovering from the jet lag and then preparing to leave for the gig and shifting into that new venture. So if... I do. Well, this is what I think this is what's going to happen, right? Okay, go on. So there's a few projects. They're all great. It's all sort of like there's some comedy things. There's some sort of mainstream half past seven, half past eight at the weekend kind of stuff that I'm excited about, too. But here's the thing. I've, I've figured out that once COVID ends and these opportunities uh, avail themselves, yeah, I'll go do them. And that will mean that I'll be working all year. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I mean, it's. There's silver linings to this, the yin to the yang, isn't it? It's like we've gotten to, it's been really frustrating to not be able to work because we're both creative people and we love our jobs. And that's been sucky to say the least, besides the backdrop of this being like a horrible pandemic and it's frightening and awful. But the silver lining, as we've discussed, is that we've gotten to spend some really good quality time together. Now we're looking on the other end of the spectrum of getting to go do fun, exciting work stuff again and then on the downside, what does that mean in terms of breaking up this kind of bubble that we've been in with our family? But I, I would also say, just to make it clear, like, you know, if there's people at home going, yeah, but we work all year anyway. Yeah. But the, the fact of the matter is, it's kind of like working on an oil rig. Yeah. It's my a, gig. Yeah. It, it's like you spend six months away from your family, maybe even more. 
And that's that's the rub. That's the problem. It's kind of it's the nature of the beast. It's the nature of the beast. But the beast is lots of fun to do. The Beast is lots of fun to do and it's striking a balance, which, as you know, I've never been good at moderation or striking balance. Not a strength of yours. But you know what? I think that's like life's plight, isn't it? I mean, as a woman, you're balancing a career, family, a partner, and you're always feeling inadequate in every degree because at, on some level you feel like you're failing. Or at least I do. I always feel like I'm failing at one, if not all of them. You feel like, you know, you're not doing enough of dot, dot, dot. You know, I think I think we all try and strive the balance and it's finding the balance within striving it. That's the that's the sweet spot. It's it's impo- it's 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 not impossible, but it's it's a practice, not a destination. Because I, I don't know about you, but I've kind of got used to like covid living. I know it's been it'll, I, I think we're all going to feel like aside from all looking like wildebeests when we emerge, it's going to be that thing of that like little like foundling that little bird leaving the nest again because we've kind of all lost our ability to fly a bit we you know we've all had to adjust to this new normal you know it's like adaptation evolution we've all found a rhythm now in covid and now we're switching gears and emerging from covid and now we have to kind of regain those skill sets and it's like slightly different but the same it's it's kind of like your body after having a baby it's like it's the same parts but they're all slightly different but it is also it's it's also like conflicting information about what is and isn't right what you should and shouldn't be doing wear a mask not wear a mask oh there's this wear gloves just wash your hands disinfect disinfect uh, and then, and then it's, I, cause like, I find it weird yeah. that we're actually, we've not progressed past April really. No, we're still in, I think we think we know more, but we, at the same time, we don't know more. I mean, before we didn't know, you know, wear masks, you know, what to do. We didn't have like setups for food and, you know, there was like madness at the supermarkets and so there was that we've kind of like settled into a bit of a rhythm and you know you go like if you take an uber somewhere you know they're wearing a mask and you're wearing a mask and you know you've, you've got that kind of like like set up you know like that's the deal but you know what what has changed the disease is still there we still don't have a cure they're still working on a vaccination it's like we're going out but then the rates are rising again so we're going back i mean there doesn't seem to be a con- and then of course different countries are doing different things and so it's all a bit of, it's a bit of a shit show still well, also, it's a better shit show or, because there's more well, of a we rhythm. think it's a better we shit think- show but also we've kind of been doing like normal living the last couple of weeks and i was saying kind normal of, kind of. we've left the house yeah but we just don't go near people or go inside places There are some aspects of lockdown that I know lots of people may want to carry on and to some extent that could mean avoiding certain people you never liked much anyway or whatever it might be. And there has been an unexpected upside that is uniquely showbiz. Remember those times when famous people like Robbie would attempt to disguise who they were with a simple baseball cap or such like so that they could wander unnoticed among the rest of us. Well, thanks to COVID-19, and with most people, I hope, wearing a mask in public areas, Robbie, the famous one, can now wander freely among the masked masses. 
we go for walks yes. of an evening yeah. and we're the only people wearing masks. People and the are reason, looking at us like we're lepers for wearing masks. The reason that I'm wearing a mask is to hide the fact that it's Robbie Williams behind the that mask. That has helped, actually. That's been one of the, the, the silver linings for you is that you can go out in public and wear a mask and no one knows who it is. But like you say, everybody stares but like But then everyone's looking. Well, two reasons. Everyone then looks at you because we're the only ones wearing a mask. And then also... Why are we the only ones wearing a mask? There's like literally, we were walking the other day and there were tons of people out. And for 45 minutes of the walk, we were literally the only people wearing a mask. And what was funny was, well, not funny, but also the looks we were getting, like we were those assholes. Like people like, would whisper in when we Like we past. were like the freaks on the street, man. I was like, this is so weird. Why do I feel like we're on the back end here? But I feel proud of us. For- it also though lulls you into a kind of a full sense of security. Yeah, because you're around people and you're going, do we really need to wear a mask? I mean, no one else is wearing a mask. Are we, why are we? I mean, it's a pain in the ass to wear a mask and it's hot and it's summertime and this is claustrophobic and no one else is. So maybe we don't have to, but then you got to pull yourself back in. You could just, because everyone else is jumping off the cliff doesn't mean you have to. See, I noticed that I met a few people today. I met a few people. I had to, there was a meeting. I shook somebody's hand. You shoot, you shoot one person's hand. I know. I've, I haven't done that in six months. I was like, oh God, that's so weird. He I was this... also the oldest person out of all. I shook his hand too. Yeah. But he I... happened to be the oldest person yeah. out of every, he was like uh, closer to 80 than I think 70. No, I think he was in his 70s. But still we shook his hand. Are we allowed? I mean, he put his hand out. It's a very weird. And then do you slap someone's hand away and go, no, I'm protecting you. I mean, I know that I can vouch for our responsibility in these situations, but it is a bit of a weird... Well, we're know. also people pleasers. We are Because I'd like to elbow the world. <laughs> yeah, like you like... Well, you always had a big thing with hand sanitizers before, I believe we all saw that New Year's Eve show. So I feel like you were, yeah, you were ahead of the game. See, I would, I would like to elbow... I, I used to elbow anyway. Like on tour, I would be elbowing all the crew backstage because 120 people... I'm doing a show, it's a tour, I'm on stage, I don't want to get the flu. So I used to elbow everybody and I thought, Isn't it, wouldn't it be better if we just bowed and did like a Well, a I love it like thing. when we've been in Dubai, I love where they put the hand on the chest. It feels very respectful and, and also germ-friendly. Let me ask you this. Yeah. Vote yes or no. Okay. Keep the elbow. I say keep the elbow. Hashtag keep the elbow. Okay, and talking about personal space, we're about to venture into some slightly awkward chat about ladyscaping. Ida's words, not mine. But as ever, prodded into said awkward area by her beloved, I think I call it Bushcraft. Ida Field Williams. Yeah, Robert Williams. What's the, what are you looking forward to when everything goes back to normal? Everything goes back to normal. Well, first of all, I really like to go to one of your concerts. That's top on my list. I miss your gigs. I have so much fun at your gigs. Your gigs are the best gigs I've ever been to. I know I'm biased, but it's also true. Fact. Um, I really want to go to a gig. I want to I want to dance. I want to laugh. I want to chant. I want to sing along. I want to feel excited. I want to feel the crowd. I want to I want to wave my arms in the air. I want I want to go to one of your gigs. What about hair? I would like to get my hair done. What about eyebrows? Fuck, I look like Dennis Healy. We need to do something about it. Yeah. I would like to fix my eyebrows. There's also lady bits that need some, you know, some... some... I saw you tend into it last night. Oh, God, really? Really? You're going to go there on the thing? No, no, your garden, your garden looked good. Oh, my God. Well, thank you. You know, I'm doing my best to keep everything in check. And what For happened... you and for myself. I'm glad that the listeners have now heard that. Yes, I have tried to stay on top of my ladyscaping. 
Here, here's mine. I left to go to... I'm, by the way, oh. I'm, I'm currently blushing on the podcast. What? Why is it Because that? we're talking about my lady bits. I know, but you are so sort of like I know out there with... But then it's like I've, I've, I've walked across a, a, a landmine. The landmine's mar- marked embarrassment. Why well, is it that? I think I all of a sudden just became a Jane Austen novel. I don't know. It's just because I know we were ooh, quite... Ooh, 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 not the lady bits. You are clutching pearls. I am. I don't know why, because I, I don't clutch my pearls. I toss my cl- pearls at most things. I'm quite brash along with you. But for some reason, when you said I saw you... <laughs> tending to it. it it just made me a bit ooh. check this out go on i went in the bathroom don't don't go any further no i went in the bathroom and I shaved off all my pubes i saw it in the trash can this morning there was a was... lump of hair thank you by where, the way where, for do, you want, picking where it up. do you want me to where did you want me to you leave could it? flush it you could flush it instead of just leaving it like I a didn't, sheared I, sheep eco people out there feel free to have a word with my wife you could stick it in the toilet put it down pee so you get two for one I had to put it in the. I put it in the. Two bin. birds in the hand, you know, yeah. and flush it, and because that, it was quite the surprise this morning. Because it was very, it was a thick ball. But that was that was not actually my chest hair. That wasn't the pops. Listen, I can't, I can't tell the difference between the chest hair and the pops at this point. Okay. Do you ever wonder how celebrities order food? Like, is Sarah Paulson a Diet Coke or a regular Coke girlie? <laughs> Some peasant Coke? No. Or how does Sofia Vergara order a pizza? No, not, no tomatoes. I cannot eat tomatoes. tomatoes? Yes. Are you killed mushrooms? Not really. Okay. <laughs> if these are the details you need, and I know you do, I have the podcast for you. I'm Jesse Tyler Ferguson, and on my podcast, Dinners on Me, I take some notable friends of mine out to dinners in Los Angeles and New York City. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. That thing was delicious. They're so, all long. So just so I wait, know. no, no. Wait, can we go through what I actually want to do post quarantine? Besides, get a bikini wax, trim my brows, and go to one of your gigs. Yeah. I would like to go to a go to a club. I don't even want to go to a club, but I want to go to a club. I want to dance. I want to go to a. I want to go to restaurants indoors with people. You know, like I want to be able to go to the bathroom in that restaurant without worrying that I've contracted some sort of horrible pandemic. You know, like like we're gonna have to wash my hands eighty five times and then and then look at the door after I've washed my hands and figure out how I'm actually gonna escape the bathroom without catching the COVID again. That would be nice. I would like to work some more because I enjoy working with other people. I enjoy working with you, obviously, Robbie Williams, but I also enjoy working with other people outside of the house. Thank you, Robbie Williams. You look very handsome. Thank you. Um, and so I would like to do more of that. And I would like to take the children to activities and play dates because I feel like they will thrive more in life with human contact. So those are things I'm looking forward to. What about you? I'm just looking forward to getting back to work. Yeah, the work things. I'm looking forward to you getting back to work and I'm looking forward to I'm looking forward to, to being with the band. I'm looking forward to having a project. I'm looking forward to starting that project and completing that project. Um, I'm looking, I've, I've written a bunch of songs. I've got 50 new songs. There's going to be loads more. Um, I, I want to put out an album. I don't know when that's going to be, whether that is next summer yeah. or whether that is the, the winter or whether it will happen at all. It will happen. You, think? you know what I think? I think despite all of this, people still need entertainment we need to like you know it's like it's like we can't all we can't go down on this ship with with surrender we gotta we gotta have some fun we gotta all right dido 
a reference there to the Dido classic white flag. And yes, Ida, people do still need entertainment, for sure, and fun, preferably lots of it. Now, I don't know about you, but sometimes I still like to dream of a time when we can all be out there a lot more safely at gigs, with other people sharing experiences. Who would have thought that would become such a strange concept? But it's something that Robbie and Ida are wishing for too. Okay, so let's say miracle happens, COVID's done, vaccination, woohoo, back to life. What will you do? Okay, you've got a gig in two months. Are you going to go straight into pop star mode? Do you, what, do you think I'll walk on stage and be him? Is that what you're saying? Well, yeah, that's my question. Because, like, him is, like, a work in progress all year. Him is always doing gigs. Him hasn't done a gig for a really long time. Well, him, How are you going to get to him? And, and yes, everybody. Being Robbie Williams. I'm proudly talking about myself in the third person. We do have to refer to you a lot in the third person in this house, I should note. Well, you know, there's... there's the ego has landed. There's Daddy that's not on stage, <laughs> and then there's Robbie Williams that is on stage, and yeah. he's like a super shield, and he gets up there and does his thing, but yeah. that, that's not me. Sometimes he turns up, and I have to do it myself, and it's terrifying. But most of the time, Robbie Williams turns up, and it's great, and it's a lot of fun. I don't know is the answer, but I know this. The last time I took three years off was in 2006. I was with you. And when I came back, I hadn't got an effing clue what I was doing. I felt as though I was walking with left uh, left hand and left foot and right hand and right. It was everything felt so so awkward. And new. And new. I'd sort of get up on stage or I would get up on television. Like the X Factor performance that I did. I was just like... I don't I don't know what I'm doing. It wasn't like riding a bike. No, it was the same thing. When I when I had Teddy and I went back and I did a show for the first time after I had Teddy, I felt so awkward. It was like I'd never done it before. It was like my limbs didn't it was it was just like I had no confidence whatsoever. I mean my even still it still happens. If I take long breaks in between jobs, when I go on set, I feel a sense of anxiousness because I think, oh, my God, it's like in the emperor's clothing. I don't know what I'm doing. Here's the difference, though, this time, right? Okay. Mentally, yeah. I'm much better. We've had the kids. I'm content. I'm a better human being. Also, the rest of the planet is kind of learning to start again from the beginning. So we'll all be in the same boat. The first gig that I do... The audience will be the first gig that they've been, yeah. the first time they've been an audience since lockdown. Yeah, going, oh, my God, I'm in a gig. What do I do? Do I go near these people? Do I? I, I, I think just the joy of that happening will be very special. I, I think the first gig will be electric. I, I, I think it'll be electric. I also think it'll be like exhaling and going normality. And I think we will we'll appreciate that and then we'll instantly forget it about the lockdown and then carry on. I mean, it would be nice to just let go of it. It would be so nice to let go of the anxiety, let go of the fear, let go of all the parts that have been shit, which is pretty much all of it, and just be. It would be so nice to have that. I'm really looking forward to that moment in lockdown where we can just ground down back to our lives and it can be liberating and fun. I miss fun. Don't you miss fun? Oh, I do. Just be a bit wary of how much it encouraged Robbie to let go though, Ida. If you've been listening to previous episodes in this series, you'll know that Robbie letting go, or letting one rip perhaps more accurately, can have consequences. But maybe he's changed. Living in Los Angeles all this time is definitely rubbing off on him, as the lad's been hiking in those Hollywood hills. We have been hiking, that's what we've been doing. 
That is correct. And I've been getting my steps in, and I'm kind of obsessed about the the amount of steps. Oh my god, that you're I'm so doing. funny. When we walk and I try and talk to you, you're like muttering to yourself, and I didn't realize it's because you're counting the numbers. And the other day, I went I went to say something to you, like, "Look at that pretty tree," and you were like, "I'm counting my steps." You were well, very intense yeah, with it. Yeah, well, yeah you yeah, were. You yeah. were. Uh, but here's the thing. Can I also point out that when we go hiking, you do bitch out a bit. You need to work on that. There's pussy stops. There's pussy stops. I am a big unit. Mm-hmm. I'm nearly twice you. Mm-hmm. And this unit needs pussy breaks. And By the I'm, way, they shouldn't be pussy breaks because the one with the uh, is actually the one that's charging ahead. And the one with the uh, uh, is the one that's... Okay. It, should, it should be called... Cock it, breaks. Cock breaks. Yeah. Wussy. Wussy. Wussy, wussy, wussy breaks. breaks. I think they should but be But the thing breaks. is, this is what I'm doing. Yeah. When I count... It's Mm -hmm. when we're going uphill Mm -hmm. and what I'm doing because I'm in pain Mm -hmm. and it's difficult for me to walk up a steep gradient Mm -hmm. because I'm new to the walking game. (laughs) Uh, The movement world. I'm actually, the the, the counting is helping me because what I'm doing is I'm concentrating on the numbers and not how much pain I'm in. So it's kind of a meditation to get me up the steep bits. Okay, I'll, I'll accept that. I mean, I wouldn't say it's a steep, but it's a gentle slope. Anyway, but... 20,000 steps, if you're wondering. Yes, indeed. Three hours worth of hiking you, that we've done. Do you think you will keep up the hiking after lockdown? Yes, I do think I will keep up the hiking after lockdown. Somebody once told me that not working out is the equivalent of taking a depressant pill. And it struck a chord with me. If you don't do some form of exercise every day, then you are not taking an antidepressant. You are taking a depressant pill. And I am so addicted to technology and screens that I'm loving the fact that we're out in the wild Mm -hmm. and there is nothing. I can't look at my screen. I can't send a text. I can't do anything. I'm just in the moment, man against nature, man with wife, man <laughs> with nature. Uh, and it's it's absolutely beautiful. Also, here's the thing that I've always done when I've gone, got to lose weight, got to lose weight. I'm going to beast myself every yeah. day. I'm going to throw myself into this and I'm going to lose weight by tomorrow. And I'm going <laughs> to go a million, billion miles an hour at everything. And then I go, fuck that, I can't keep up with it. I can't well, keep impossible. up. Yeah, so... This is the new plan. Slow and steady wins the race. But instead of it being an hour's worth of absolute torture, I'm doing like two hours, two and a half hours, three hours of a nice, gentle hike. Do you know that's something I've taken away from lockdown too? Because normally when I do workouts, it's like, oh, I've got to squeeze it in between this, this and this. And so it's got to be hard because I've only got an hour. And actually... Two things happen in that is one, it's just the the oxidative stress I create in my body from the the intense workout is probably having a negative effect on me rather than a positive effect. And also, I think because I've done this like really hard hour of working out that I can just like do the rest of my work sitting and I don't move. Do you know what I mean? And actually what I've taken from quarantine is a certain gentleness, like a gentleness in my approach to life, you know, like permission, permission to be kind to myself, which is, again, a foreign concept. So these walks that are gentle, they feel like, they feel instinctually right in my core of this is how I should be treating my body with respect and with appreciation rather than with 
just kind of self-hatred self-hatred and abuse that's not to say that there's not room for a spin class or a whatever but I can feel the way my body is responding emotionally to me and physically it's like I'm not hurting in the morning things aren't sore you know and it's like but I feel good and my headspace feels great and I feel vital so I'm going to take away from lockdown and I really firmly believe I can hold on to this is a a respect for the process, you know, like respect for myself in terms of, of a bit of, a bit of love, a bit of self-love and kindness. You know, I'm really kind to everyone I meet and I, I love, I'm a people pleaser and I respect people I meet. I'm a gentle human. And I think anyone who knows me knows I'm a very gentle person, but I'm not gentle with myself. No. And quarantine has forced me to look inwards, to slow my pace down and to, to be a more gentle version of myself you, you, to me. You wouldn't hang out with you, the person that you... That, no, that, I, I'm i the last person I would hang out with as me because I'm so aggressive to I, me. And I wouldn't hang out. I, I, saw, I read this the other day. We are not the voice in our head. Okay. We're the person that listens to the voice in our head. Yeah, we're the only... It's true. That's true. We are. We're the only... We're the audience of one listening to our voice in our head. Yeah, and That's who so is true. this Who is this the guy? The person in my head okay. is an asshole. Who is the... Yeah, who is this guy? And what is his... What are his qualifications? And also, why is he so mean? Yeah, exactly. What are his, what are his qualifications? What has he done? Look, I've sold a load of records and forged a great career. I've got four lovely kids and a beautiful wife. And there's this guy in my head that has done nothing other than berate me all of my effing life. Yeah. Who funny. the fuck is that? I know. Who is that guy? And why have I let him in? Yeah. Why do I give her so much power and, and, and dominance over everything I do and let me tell me I'm shit when I know I'm good? It's so weird, it's isn't so it? so weird. And yet I know that and I still listen to her. I know those voices too. They sometimes reveal themselves as hecklers at comedy gigs, but I digress. I'm loving that Robbie and Ida have found a new state of calm and positivity in lockdown, and I very much hope that you have too. But they're not done with sharing their lessons of 2020 lockdown yet, and Robbie's had a personal epiphany about the mainstream media. Two things that I'm going to take with me mm -hmm. from lockdown. Mm -hmm. Lockdown has given me a couple of gems. Okay. I've said this before on the podcast. At the start of this, I thought, this time is terrifying enough than to let the mainstream media dictate psychically how I'm going to feel about it. Yeah. Because they just want you to feel fear. Right. And they just want to fan the flames, pour petrol They've on done it, a really good job. And they've done a really good job. They're ace at that job. They're like the people in our heads. So I have stopped reading it. I know. It's really good. I'm 46. It's the first time in my life that I've actually stopped reading it. COVID has done that for me. Another thing, too, mm -hmm. in COVID, mm -hmm. because that fire I put out, a new fire comes up. The new fire was Instagram, reading comments, reading DMs, replying, mm -hmm. uh, getting angry, um, arguing with people. Mm -hmm. That person's wrong. What an idiot that person. Therefore, I need to go and tell them. And I would patrol my comment section for the next idiot. And I could spend three hours arguing with these faceless people on the internet mm -hmm. the toxicity of that is incredible it's like the equivalent of standing in a tunnel behind a diesel truck and inhaling the fumes for three hours you would think it would be incredibly simple don't do it right just don't read it it isn't that simple kind of like when when people say that to me i go well do that with chocolate 
oh, I, I'm going to have this, but I shouldn't. Just don't eat chocolate. Or here's another thing. No, it's opening Pandora's box, but, which is incredibly but, tempting. Yeah, but, but here's the thing too. It's like, well, I'm going to have a drink this evening and I probably shouldn't. Just don't. Just don't do it. It's that simple. It's not. There's addictions come in all forms. I was addicted for sure. To the exhaust fumes. A hundred percent. You you became, you went from guy who doesn't have phone to guy who has phone and looks at it every, I mean, you were going to the bathroom with the phone. You know, if the TV was on, you'd be on the phone. You checked your phone all the time. You were at the dinner table with your phone. You, you Your head was permanently down looking at the screen. And it was really actually hard to get through to you on that because I didn't want to be a nag. I didn't want to, you know, Right, you, but also I could see the addiction kind of, well, it's not drugs, it's not alcohol, and thank God for that, but it's it's now segueing to this very dangerous place where you're literally not present and you're just, you're experiencing life through this screen and, and, and through people who are frustrating you or who don't even know you that are saying negative things and then you're engaging it and you're fixating on it and you are, and I mean, it was, there was a, a period of time during this quarantine where it kind of felt like, a disconnect and I lost you to this, the screen. You'd even have the phone and the computer and the TV on and you go to bed with the computer on and the phone. You know, and it was like very hard to, and and, and we were all adjusting to this new normal, but I saw your addictions go that way. And I have to say it's only recently since we've been walking and you've been outside. I'm so grateful to have you back. And say that, you know, it's kind of, my disease is a disease of self that will have me isolate. Mm -hmm. That's where my magnetic, uh, you know, the magnetic pole that is north, I shift to isolation. The whole planet was put in isolation. I mean, I think that's why it was really hard for mental health because, you know, it's like already when you're depressed, you isolate, you detach. You know, it's and, and it's and it's your friends and family that kind of see you detaching and isolating that try and get you out of it. But when then when we're in a pandemic where we're supposed to be isolating for someone who then isolates and has no physical contact with someone who can help them or spot it, it's a very dangerous place. And even with you, it was like there were moments when even though we were in the house together, I didn't know where you were. You know, it was you were you were not there, even though you were physically right there. And I'm really grateful that you've had this turnaround. You know, it's like as as your wife married to an addict, there are always these moments where it goes in ebbs and flows. You know, it goes where I see your addictions take hold and it's hard because I can't get through to you in those moments and that can make me sad, you know. Um, and I'm really grateful to, to the epiphanies you have. And it's always actually, I think, always nature-based. There's a moment when I somehow convince you to come outside with me or there's a change in environment or something kind of triggers this kind of openness to to something different. Anyway, the upshot of that is I've come off Instagram. <laughs> I'm still yeah. on Instagram. Yeah, my, but you're my, not, my account is active. Yeah, but you're not. You're but not, I'm no. not in the comments section. No. I'm not checking my DMs. No. Because here's the thing. Much healthier place. Here's the thing about um, we we all before the internet we used to say there's always one, there's always one. Oh, there's always one, isn't there? That comes and ruin it. Now all those ones have got a place to congregate, mm -hmm. and all those ones Can feed off of each other have turned into millions. And the 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 absence of diplomacy that uh, social media has created mm. his and the veil of anonymity is abhorrent and it is toxic and great changes need to happen 
on all of these forums because unfortunately the minority have and will spoil it for the majority but it's like the wild west out there right now and reforms do need to happen you know that i i do believe that that people should have ids to go on leave messages and comment on these big yeah, places yeah yeah i, I mean you know, I'm, also, is... I'm also a big fan of freedom of speech as well, too. And I'm a libertarian, so this is like a, well, a weird mixture. Well, obviously, people create fake accounts just to attack, and then they if they get blocked, they create another account, and it's like this endless thing. You know, it's like my my fear is, is like you have, you know, you go and have some flows, and luckily I'm here to kind of bring you back down to ground when I can see you getting upset by these comments, and eventually I get to pull you out. My thing for that is like really teenagers bullying other teenagers and parents not knowing about it and very bad things happening. I mean, I'm, I'm 46 and it hurts me. Can you imagine me being 17-year-old yeah. Robbie Williams in Take That with the same thing? I don't, I don't know you if don't I'd know, make it out. I don't know if you would. I mean, you know, think about what you went through already as it is as a teenager in the face of all this. Without you, all that. Can you imagine if you had that extra layer of people calling you oh shit God. or fat or horrible or, or you know, embarrassing? Well, I, or... I know what it was like 97 to 2006. I know how painful it was just, it... just reading those words in the newspapers and the trendy magazines and the music press and how much vitriol and how much hate. And these were very, very smart people that are very clever and very funny and very cutting with their put downs and it's left a mark on me that I will keep for the rest of my life. So that was without social media. You had social media God. on top of that. I don't know if I'd have got through it. I don't know if you would have either. You know, that's a very sobering, sad thought. But this is what we have to do with our kids. This is the new generation. We have to be very protective and instill commandments in their lives mm -hmm. and if they want to go social commandments too so the social the commandments social commandments maybe when that's something we can do on a podcast is create some social commandments for the new normal yeah or for normal or life after lockdown let's create some some kindness social commandments and people can listen to them or not listen to them but let's at least try and carve out something on you know imaginary stones let's just do it for our kids but okay. we'll share it with the peeps that sounds like a plan i like yeah. that social commandments i'm in and have some early suggestions Thou shalt not be a dick to other people. Actually, Robbie and Ida are doing this for their kids, aren't they? So perhaps thou shalt be kind to other people. But you know what I mean. Thou shalt wear a mask when out in public spaces. Thou shalt buy cakes for comedians or puddings or biscuits. You get the drift. So many ideas on this, but let's see what the Williamses come up with. Finally this week, Ida and Robbie have been thinking about the people in their lives that they have been missing most this year when it's been hard to see all those that we love. Okay, so um, Ida Field-Williams, mm -hmm. Ida Weald-Williams. <laughs> yeah. What, who are, the, who are the people that you're most wanting to see after lockdown ends? I mean, this is an easy one for me. I think the person I most want to see after lockdown ends, when it's safe, is my mom. And I mean in the sense that I've seen her during lockdown, but I've seen her from you know, 15 feet away or 10 feet away and it's involved a mask and rubber gloves. And I haven't physically hugged my mom with my bare hands and arms and face in over six months. And I so badly want to just give her a kiss and a hug. It breaks my heart that I can't do that right now. You know, it's just, 
you know, my mom and I, anyone who follows me on Instagram or knows me or follows you knows how codependent I am with my mother and how she is so intrinsically a part of our lives. She is, besides you and our kids, she's my best friend. And she's been my best friend my whole life. She's, you know, she was a single mom with me. And God, it just like, it keeps me up at night because she's going through what she's going through with her cancer and Parkinson's and I just miss her. I miss the physical being of my mom, you know, and especially not knowing how much time I have on this planet with her in the face of everything she's going through. I just want to, I want to hold her hand and watch TV. I want to, I want to drink a glass of wine with her and laugh and not be worried about my glass or my laugh killing her. You know, I just, I just want to hug my mommy. I want to hug her with my skin to her skin and feel like her little girl. You know, it's, it's missing in my soul. It's, you know, it's, there's, there's no amount of emotional eating of ice cream and cake that can fill the void that I'm feeling about that. So I pray for a vaccination or a cure and end of this thing. So I can literally just hold my mommy's hand and feel safe. How about you? Coke dealer. I'd like to see my coke dealer just yeah. you know, face it's a nice, to face. It's nice. I had a very just vulnerable <laughs> moment, and you and, and then you did the thing Boob. with the joking and the drugs. Booby, uh, yeah, I totally feel yeah. you. That was a very, that was a very vulnerable moment yeah. where you were very childlike, and I, I hear miss you. my mommy. Yeah, I you really know. miss my mom. And that just that image of you holding her hand. Yeah. Oh my god, I'm tearing up. No, I, really I, miss I get it. it, and I I feel it. Oh god. I feel it, Emotional baby. Emotional moment, yeah, it sucks. And it will, it will happen, and yeah. you will be holding your mommy's hand yeah. again. You'll be watching the television together, and all of those good things will be coming your way. Right now, yeah, we are safe in the knowledge that she has the best care that the planet can give, and we are fortunate to be in a position where we can afford to do that. And also, it's okay to feel vulnerable yeah. about it. It's I think, your, it's I your think sometimes I've been, I think in quarantine, I've been fighting so hard to just get through it and be a good mommy and be a good wife and be a good daughter, you know, make, make sure she gets her doctor's appointment, make sure the kids, you know, do their Zoom lessons, make sure you have your needs met. And and I've just been trying to get through it, you know, and it's like at night I don't sleep well because these things are just in my subconscious And I don't often express how scared I am and how much I miss her. You know, it's like all of a sudden this thing happens where now I'm 40 or 41 and my mom's facing this fight of her life. And then there's this like fight of the planet, you know, with everybody. And, and I'm just trying to put one step in front of the other. And, you know, sometimes I, I so want to be, be saved by my mommy and I, you know. I, but I would also say that you are saving her. You've done everything in your power to keep yeah. her safe and uh, to keep her out of harm's way. Yeah. And you've, in fact, become the parent very It's hard, much. that transition. Yeah, but, you know, necessity is necessity. It's yeah. the mother of uh, all invention. Yeah. And uh, I want you to know what an incredible job that you're doing Aww. as a daughter Thanks, to boo. your mom. You Thanks, know, boo. you also have to take a moment to give yourself some pride with what you've achieved in yeah. this most stressful time. Yeah. You have done an incredible job, and I'm really, really proud of you. I really appreciate your kind words, Boozy. It means a lot to me that you're proud of me because... 
Because sometimes you just think you're never doing enough. That's the perfectionism. Yeah, that's, but that's the bunny the, boiler. That's the problem with that's you. That's the bunny is, boiler in my well, head. Well, that's the problem with you. You, you, you. You're never going to think that you're ever doing enough. Yeah. And I always think I'm doing too much. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, and there we have it. Robbie yanking us back from some really touching moments there. Well, what a time we've had in lockdown. Listening in on the Williamses while we've all been staying at home, more or less. Who knows what the next few months will bring, but for sure there'll be a load more Robbie Williams, 50 plus songs and counting, hurrah! And watch out, he's planning to come to a TV near you soon. Well, your TV, he wants to be on all of them. Bring on the fun, for sure 2020 needs it. I've been Sarah Milliken, and this has been Staying at Home with the Williamses. Mm -hmm.